saying something because your cheese teasers are unbelievable. Thank and you, sir. And they're my favorite thing on Twitter. Adam Crowley. Oh, yeah. Cheese. Yeah. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Right now, I'm going through all of Chris Kunitz's old hits. And uh, I may have just touched myself a little bit uh, going back to the chemo team in him hit. I've got to admit that to you. <laughs> you found the Crowley Show. Well, your mom listens, and you should, too. 412-919-1316 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. Shirtless Tom is behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter, at FBomber73, at ButtonPusher970. And please, tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. Tim Benz of Breakfast with Benz, the official vampire of the Crowley Show. He joins us now on the Trib Live Hotline. Benzie, hello. You touch yourself when you go back to that chemo team in and hit two, don't you? I do. I mean, I'm not the only one. No, I also touch myself whenever I see Chris Kunitz score against the Ottawa Senators. And, yeah, that's about it. That's about it for touching myself with Chris Kunitz. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the list can pretty much stop there. It's a pretty big goal that he scored as well in overtime against Chicago when he first got here on day one. But not quite a Devin Bush-type debut, but pretty good nonetheless. Devin Bush was outstanding. You wrote about James Washington, and it doesn't so much matter if he's number two or number three or what they want to call him, right? It's just about the production. Yeah, that was the general theme of the post that I put up today, and I do think we get a little bit stuck in nomenclature when it comes to those sort of things, the Steelers, especially since the Steelers run so many multi-wide receiver sets, and we all know that Juju is going to be number one, like we knew A.B. was going to be number one last year, and then Juju was number two, and I guess that's why we do that. We're so used to pigeonholing these guys, but uh, now it's going to take on more of a, dare I say, a Patriots look here where it's almost receiver by committee to a degree. They had Gronk and then everybody else. Now it's Juju and everybody else. And I'm okay with that. I just want to see him be good. I just want to see him be better. You know, part of the reason I was doing backflips, you remember you were on the air during the show uh, when they drafted James Washington and Mason Rudolph back-to-back. I was elated. And part of the reason why I was was that I thought that James Washington would be a great fit as a number three to replace Martavis Bryant. But now that those guys are all homogenized after Juju, I don't care who does what. Uh, the number two is probably going to be mainly a blocker in first and ten sets anyway. And uh, beyond that, just produce. I, I don't care who does what thereafter. I'm happy to have seen what James Washington did on Friday, but to me it was kind of a continuation of his first preseason where he had a couple of touchdowns and 150-plus yards. So while I was encouraged, I'm definitely not going to believe that one preseason game means that he's figured it out now for the regular season. No, nor should you. I just happen to like the fact that he, he seems to be running with more confidence. He seems to be getting himself open as opposed to the pattern against the defense, getting him open for him. Uh, you know, I do think there's something to the weight loss. He seems a little bit more flexible, uh, a little bit more versatile. Uh, he's not just running by guys that are no good defensive backs in the Big 12. Uh, I think you're seeing some refinement to his game uh, on the practice field as well as what we saw in the preseason opener. Tim Benz, Breakfast with Benz, joining us here on the Crowley Show. I loved you looking back in time at the You Mad Bro at some of the national guys <laughs> over the course of the A.B. and Le'Veon Bell crap. And 
Have you seen enough backtracking from the national media? Have you seen any from the national media on no, all that? No, no, because when you're the national media, you don't have to be responsible for what you say because there's no one accounting for you because they forget about what you say. It's actually, it's actually kind of nice in that regard when you're a national person. People just, it's, it's sort of like white noise, you know, but all I want to say to Amy Trask is hi. You know, that little snotty hi thing whenever she disagrees with somebody in that snotty way that she does. So, hi, Amy. What do you think about AB and left now? Yeah, I can't imagine that anybody sees what is going on with AB now and can feel great, though, about having said, oh, it was the Steelers' fault. Like, the fact that this guy freaked out to the degree to the degree that he did about a helmet, I don't care whether or not he's going to retire. People keep saying, well, he's not going to retire, so who cares? The fact that he freaked out about the helmet is the story. None of us, I didn't believe he was going to retire. I didn't totally rule it out. I didn't believe he was going to retire. But just knowing that Antonio Brown would behave that way is one of the reasons why I kind of absolved the Steelers largely in the proceedings what happened at the end of the year last year. As you were speaking, I was about to make a movie reference, and then I held myself back. Is Brian there by any chance? He is. Yep. Okay. Brian, do you think that Antonio Brown is the NFL version of the babysitter in Goodfellas? I don't go anywhere without my hat. <laughs> that I'm not is fly without my hat. <laughs> that is absolutely him. <laughs> I saw Goodfellas. Totally boring and overrated. What? How, how could you possibly say that? Boring and overrated? Don't put any stock. He's never seen it, Tim. He just lied to your yeah, face. Yeah, don't listen to him there, Tim. It's yeah, no departed. That's all I got to say. Actually, it's almost exactly the departed. It's just the <laughs> accents are different. Yeah, I need the Irish. Okay, that's that. That's my that's my problem with the movie. Tim Benz. Hey, you know what? You know what? The Irishman is coming out. That's the next Scorsese film. But it's the Crowley's Irishman. baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Irishman, but it still has De Niro, Pacino, and uh, I believe Joe Pesci as well. So I don't know who the Irishman is of that bunch. We'll have to figure that out later, I suppose. Well, it's okay, because every single person in Scarface wasn't actually Latino. They just looked Latino. I think they were all Jewish people, so hey, there you go. Tim Benz, Trib Live Hotline with us on the Crowley Show. The Raiders, I, I, I just don't know why you take this kind of risk with your franchise being a joke already. When you know that this is a possible outcome, maybe they thought the first year he was going to behave a little bit, and then that gets butts to the seats and gets people talking. But, man, I, I thought something along these lines, maybe not frostbite, was going to go down the second that the trade happened between the Steelers and the Raiders. Well, why do they always think that doing what they did in the 70s is going to work? And I feel kind of silly saying that living in Pittsburgh. <laughs> why, why, why do they always seem to think that the going back to the well of the disgruntled kind of wild-card renegade veteran that might be overpriced and on his second team after he's burned through one or two before that, well, why do they still think that's the magic formula these days? It, it isn't. And A.B. and John Gruden and, I mean, Vontez Burford, Richie Incognito, it's just it's such a perfect cast for the Raiders and, there's a team that wallows in its own image more than it likes to try to win, and I just I don't understand that. I don't understand how it sells to the fan base. Well, they're kind of the Philadelphia Flyers. No, I mean the Flyers have had a lot more recent yeah, success. Yeah, that's another good example. That's another really good example. Same thing. You're right. Nailed it. Tim, I think the Pirates are going to fire Hurdle, and I think because it's cheaper of a fix than actually signing new players. What say you? 
Uh, yeah, uh, but I don't know if the choice comes down between Hurdle and new players. I think the choice comes down between Hurdle and Huntington. Mm. And, you know, I, I actually feel like it's, in a weird way, more of a risk to fire Hurdle because I don't think Hurdle will get another managerial job. I bet you Huntington does get another GM job. Uh, you know, maybe the biggest risk is keeping both of them and the fans revolting and never going to another game again. Um, but that's probably not going to happen. Uh, they might never win again. It was just, it was so funny to see, like, all the print outlets and, you know, the internet, and, you know, their flagship station already selling you on what's coming next year. Hey, and this is when the Yankees are coming. This <laughs> is the Red Sox are coming. All right, sure. What's the record going to be by that point when the Red Sox roll into town on the 4th of July? How's that going to look? Tim, I loved how Ray Searage got a defense of himself in on the radio broadcast the other day by saying, we don't pitch to contact, blah, blah, blah. Buddy, that's your defense. We don't pitch to contact because, really, I don't actually give a rat's ass what the philosophy is whenever I look and only the Rockies have a worse ERA. You can tell me it's not one philosophy or the other. You can act like you're smarter, but that ERA is staring me in the face, buddy. You can't defend that. Well, if they're not trying to pitch the contact, contact's still finding the baseball yeah. anyway, isn't it? <laughs> Way too often. You know, that's the biggest concern here is that there is a utter retooling of the pitching staff needed here. Um, we're all guilty of it. You know, I might have gotten sucked in too much, but I had faith in Jamison Tyon potentially being a number one. He'll, he'll never, never be healthy enough to be that. Uh, Trevor Williams, I had faith at least in being a number two or a number three. Uh, he's not that. He's a four or five. Uh, Musgrove is only a four or five. Uh, and, and last year was a collective flash in the pan for the second half. Yeah, that's about all the pirates we can do. Tim, thank you for the time, buddy. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to leave you flat there. Did did it peak on the movie reference that you didn't understand and Brian will explain to you during the commercial break? I saw right? Goodfellas. I just didn't like Goodfellas. Tim, I've given up years ago trying to explain any kind of movie stuff to him. I You can't possibly have seen Goodfellas and not like Goodfellas the first time you saw it. It's impossible. Yeah, he he won't see. Yeah, it. he didn't see it. Yeah, yeah he's I never seen. I saw it. It was late. It was late at night. You did not. He's going to reference the volleyball scene here any minute and then try to get out of it. Not Joe Pishy killed a guy. I mean, uh, Joe Pishy. Joe Pesci. Well, geez, yeah, well, there's a point. See, Tim. A, a movie that involves Joe Pesci, he killed a guy. Okay. <laughs> you know what I actually saw, guys? He was short. It was. That's, it, that's like saying, "Hey, this movie starred Margot Robbie, and she was hot in it." Yeah, I saw that, Tim. Yeah, I saw that. Was a great too. movie. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a great one. Suicide Squad was great, right? And, oh, she, oh, yeah, she was great in Suicide Squad. I mean, that the, every geek fantasy was fulfilled in that one. I and believe. a few ungeek fantasies as well. Yeah. <laughs> Later, boys. Goodbye, Tim. I'll tell you when I saw Goodfellas. It was whenever I, I got the tumor cut off my skull. Remember in October oh, this yeah. year? Yeah, that's right. And I was in and out of consciousness. And, I mean, it was put me to sleep. I mean, if you if you put me to sleep, you're not a great movie. <laughs> you were under drugs. Yeah, I'm under drugs a lot when I... I've said too much. <laughs> 70s night. Did a lot of drugs back in the 70s. Go check out the <laughs> Penguins. Yeah, Crowley was rolling around Studio 54. Oh, yeah. PittsburghPenguins.com. They yeah. are selling tickets. Lots right of now, them. a lot so of tickets. Many. 22 theme nights, including Star Wars night. Hmm. Celebrating Our City's Greatness night. 70s night. I already mentioned that one. Bobbleheads back. <laughs> yeah. You got Mike Lang against the Jets. Jim Rutherford against the Islanders November 19th. You can also pick up a team calendar steamy on October 18th and Penguin Sox on November 25th. 
Get your tickets at PittsburghPenguins.com. And I'm going to keep pushing this because we want to beat the other stations. Everyone's supposed to do this read from the top on down. We were told, send as many pieces of audio back saying that you did this read, and we're going to kick everybody's ass. The winner gets to go to a Penguins game. So it might be boring for you, but remember... You love this show because of us. Yeah, and we care about that, not boring you with overreads. Right. I would rather just go to a Penguins game. Need to go to this game. Yeah. Uh, Probably gonna have to tape out early to go to one. But I mean, two. we get if we win this, we get a suite. We get to pick what game we want to go to. I'm gonna get hammered. See, Crowley, uh-huh. I'm thinking Saturday night game. Oh, daddy, just getting absolutely blitzed in that suite. Yep. Yep, taking over. Maybe, maybe even we can work in. I don't know if they'll let this, but I'll be like, hey, can you get us a ride too? I'm Can like, I bring ah, my kid? I mean, I'm going to have to bring my kid. You cannot. No, this is a kid-free night. Well, we're going to have to go in like March or April or something. How about we just get somebody from like Promo to drive us around in the station vehicle? Dan! <laughs> Dan? Dan? <laughs> Dan from Promotions, come drive us around, buddy! To the game, Dan! Take us! Take us to the game, Dan. And Faster! Don't you waste a minute. Faster! There's an extra 20 in it if you get us there before the first period. The Raiders deserve at least as much backlash as the Steelers got as it relates to A.B. Plus, nah, nothing else. It's the Crowley Show. Have you been injured in a serious accident through no fault of your own? If you're looking for local, knowledgeable, and experienced attorneys... Underneath, but on the surface, they're just... Back to you. Adam Crowley. The Crowman. On ESPN Pittsburgh. The hottest take of the day isn't for another 17 minutes or so. But we've got the hottest take of the day already from a listener on Facebook. (laughs) Joe posts about Antonio Brown. It was the Steelers' fault for not figuring out a way to keep Bell. That's what started this avalanche. Bell held out. D's focused on Brown. Juju and Connor went off as a result. Brown then got butt hurt. Now we shall see if Juju and Connor is good without Brown attracting additional coverage. That's another conversation. Since Ben is in the last few years, we should have kept Brown to hoist one to two more trophies. Yeah, because they've hoisted so many trophies without with Antonio Brown before. More? They were trying to. More? They were, they were trying to win those trophies. You're right. He said Brown. more. One to two more trophies. They didn't hoist any of them. I'll take one. They got to the AFC Championship game. You don't get a friggin' trophy just for going to the AFC Championship game. And honestly, if he wanted to start that with Le'Veon Bell leaves, which creates the avalanche, which gets Juju more touches and James Conner more touches, which pisses off Antonio Brown, I can actually follow that line of thinking a little bit. What I can't follow is that it was the Steelers' fault for not figuring out a way to keep Bell. The Steelers offered him a contract to make him the highest paid running back in football. They were going to pay him $33 million guaranteed over the first two years of the deal. He would have made more than he's already made with the New York football Jets. So, that's stupid. I've said multiple times, it wasn't the Steelers' fault, and it wasn't necessarily a bad look for Le'Veon Bell to have wanted more money. He thought he could make more money than the Steelers were offering. The Steelers offered him a fair deal. Now, it was stupid the way he went about things, and the lying and all that crap was dumb. 
But as far as the situation boiled down to its core, I can't fault the Steelers. I can't fault Le'Veon Bell. But please do not tell me that the Steelers caused all this to happen because they forced Le'Veon Bell to leave the organization. What a loser. They're going to lose. They're not going to win one or two more trophies without this Antonio Brown. They won exactly zero trophies. Would they be? Look. The Steelers have been to three Super Bowls in my lifetime, and all I know is the one that they lost was the one with A.B. on the roster. That's all I'm saying. Tom? That's all I'm saying. That is a salient point. I appreciate you making it, but if you ever tell me to look again, your ass is grass, buddy. Don't you ever tell me, look. Look. Oh, damn it, you did it again. All I'm saying is this guy might be the reason why they don't have three rings in my lifetime. I have actually never, ever thought about it from that angle. That the Steelers, it's a bad angle. He barely played on that team. I know that, but the Steelers, the only Super Bowl that they've lost in shirtless Tom's life was with A.B. on the roster. It was really Rashard Mendenhall's fault. Right, yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love shirtless Tom's take on the surface there. Let's just stick with that. That's, That's a great take. better for the narrative. Crowley's like, I never thought of that take. Yeah, it's a bad yeah. take. That's why. Yeah. Let's make it a good take and not do any details. Let's just throw the headline out. I put them on a roster, and all of a sudden they're losing Super Bowls. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's how you throw it. Should have traded them a long time ago. Oh, Tom's got a little take a source in him over there. You got any more? You got any more looks? He was a punt returner, whatever. You could have taken one of those punts to the house if you were such a champion, quote unquote. How many more returns would have happened if if AB was nowhere to be found? Mm. I mean, maybe Mendenhall on the sidelines is distracted by Antonio Brown and his malarkey that he doesn't focus on the football game, and he fumbles the ball, and we lose to the Packers. Good job, baby. I was trying to follow drop malarkey. There was a crucial third-down catch in the divisional round game against the Ravens where Antonio Brown pinned the ball against his helmet. It was really his coming-out party, apart from earlier in the year in the kickoff return against the Tennessee Titans. So without that play, they may well lose to the Ravens. They may well not get to the Super Bowl, but once they got there, that A.B., he sure lost it for him. That's just semantics right there. Look, Tom. There's something stern about saying look. I know, I love Look it. at look, me. Look at me. Look. Having a Batman. Yeah. Look at me! think that was Batman. It's almost Bane. Can't do a Bane. I tried to do a Bane. Tom, you got a Bane? Do I have a Bane? I might have a Bane in this fast city. Batman! Hey, you kind of got a Bane! Batman! You kind of got one! You kind of got a Bane. I think yeah. you worked in a Bane. Maybe time. if I put my hands over my face, it's better. He wore a mask in the movie, Crowley. Can you do me a Bane call of Antonio Brown pinning the ball against his helmet on the sideline against the Ravens? Third down. Steelers need to convert this to go to the Super Bowl. Ben Roethlisberger back to pass. Throws a beauty. Oh, it's pinned on Antonio Brown's helmet. Why do I feel like that play happened in 1920? Wow, see? Hey, B, go down the hill. Running a rat like a real rapscallion out there. He's just running into the sun, see? He will not stop. Nobody can pull him down like the mighty ox. You can't do emotion when you do the Bane voice, no. can you? Because you did. You did. It's third and seven. <laughs> then it's a huge pass in the divisional round playoff game. You did not give any emotion there. Bane reads the up. dictionary. I can't go up with him. Whoa! Now you just sound like an old lady. 
It's a third down, Ben Roethlisberger dropping back. He finds Antonio Brown on the sideline. <laughs> the voice of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Bane. He blew up the field. I mean, he's a logical that choice. A, that was a Baltimore field, to be fair, so he'd be a great choice. What do you mean that was a Baltimore field? Yeah, it was uh, modeled after the Baltimore when, uh, Baltimore field when he blew that up. It was the uh, they used like that as the CGI background. It was Heinz Field. Heinz field. Uh, was it? I was there. Yeah. Oh, I was an extra. <laughs> You're taking away my movie credits, you son of a bitch. My bad. The Pittsburgh Rogues. Well, I guess it was the Gotham Rogues. Now I'm doing it. Now I claim them totally for Pittsburgh. I like Brian just confidently being like, yes, Baltimore. That's what I, I usually do. I we finally got him on one. You did. You did. I always assumed. I mean, it'd be a much better movie if that was a Baltimore field. That's <laughs> probably why I thought shot to death, Bane, would have, oh, before geez. he could have created any controversy. I suck at movie football. You never saw it. I uh, remember the field blowing <laughs> no, up scene. I saw it. It all rolled down, and he was running from it. it was like, I don't know. Heinz Ward, famous Raven, running into the end zone. <laughs> oh, you're right. No, it was actually know. Todd Heap. Yeah, you're wrong. I'm Todd. Right. What the hell happened on that show? I never saw it. <laughs> I think Steelers fans would have rooted for Bane and against Batman had it been Baltimore and Todd Heap's ass being exploded or, or Ray Lewis's ass being exploded. I must have gotten that confused with like a real story about Baltimore where people killed people. <laughs> where an actual stadium blew up. Yeah, where somebody shot somebody at a stadium or something. There's like carnage. There's carnage. That's yeah. that's all you heard was carnage. That's carn- all that mattered. Carnage in a city. Must be Baltimore. That's my bad. I'm dumb. No, that's the only time I've ever known a movie thing. You keep it. You keep it superhero. I'm here. <laughs> I will. Okay. So story time. Oh. This might not be interesting. I'm gonna sell it like that on the front end. When my wife, and I, <laughs> my, my wife and I broke up, right? We were done for a year before we wound up getting back together. So she was off in London. And this girl that I was kind of into invited me to go to this shooting of the Batman movie at Heinz Field. Little did I know, her boyfriend was there, too. I was going to try to make a move, friend zone. I was going to try to get some tongue action there. No, didn't happen. You walked up there, and she's like, hey, Adam. And then there's the boyfriend. Oh, here's Brendan. Say hello to Brendan, he's here too. How's Brendan feel about this? Brendan thinks I'm a funny guy. I'm whimsical. I'm amiable. Who doesn't love the crowd, man? He didn't pick up on it. Sounds like he's not threatened by the crowd, man, at all. Oh, don't do that to me. Sounds like he has this guy roll up into his section. He's like, yeah, this guy's no threat. He's just jokester. Yeah, you bring the class clown over. I'll deliver the goods once he's done making you laugh. No sex was had except for with them, and I told jokes in the corner. Oh, what a red flag for him. Crowley, come to the game with me because yeah. uh, this guy's going to bore the crap yeah. out of me. I'll use this guy after. I just need you to talk to. <laughs> the Raiders. He's like the Duff. <laughs> What's that mean? Never mind. I don't know what that means either. You don't? No. The Duff. Look it up. Damn. Designated ugly, ugly fat, fat friend. <laughs> <laughs> Wait! He's the Duff! You were Fat Crowley back then. Damn it, I was Fat Crowley back then. Duff. The Raiders, they're the designated ugly fat friend of the NFL. You have to include them in your promos. You got to put them on the TV commercials. Oh, hey, there's an NFL game tonight. The Raiders are playing it. You don't really want them there. They're the designated ugly fat friend. And that's exactly why they should never have signed Antonio Brown in the first place. 
At no point should the should the Raiders have thought, well, we've hit the bottom of the barrel here, and we're mired in controversy and failure, so why don't we go out and get a guy who is known for controversy and has yet to win a trophy? That's what they did. And then they doubled and tripled down by getting Richie Incognito and by getting Vontez perfect and by saying, you know what, we're going to triple down on this. We're going to be a bunch of jackasses thing. And I'm sorry, but if I'm John Gruden, I'm going in there and I'm doing everything differently than the way things have been done for the last two decades. Do it differently. He was there at the start of it when the two decades started. He was there in like the early 2000s doing it the same crappy way. He knows no other way. He did it differently then. There were there was not one bad guy on that Tampa Bay team that he won the Super Bowl with, aside from Warren Sapp. What? What? Not one bad guy, aside from Warren Sapp, who was paralyzing people on the football field. What John Gruden are we remembering, and why is it different? That was different because he won. I mean, it's, it's all narrative, right? Yeah, you win, you're good. I just, the Steelers got so ripped for moving on from A.B. and for the situation that, in a lot of people's minds, created the movement for A.B. And I think that the Ravens, pardon me, the Raiders should get criticized as much now for bringing him in as the Steelers were for forcing him out. Because the Steelers should have forced him out. The Raiders, they pick up a guy who's turned into a total catastrophe. And I know the reason why it ain't going down. I know the reason why the national media, apart from just feeling like they're the be-all, end-all, aren't backtracking here, and it's because they love this dude. It's because they love Mike Mayock at the NFL Network because he worked there, and they love John Gruden at ESPN because they worked there, and the crossover thing where you can't rip one without ripping the other. These guys can do whatever the hell they want, and it's, hey, they did the right thing. John Gruden, what a nice guy. Oh, Mike Mayock, what a nice guy. Shouldn't have told the Duff story, but at least it gave us a good transition. We got the hottest take of the day. Duff's always good for something. Other crap and three stars of the show when we return at CSPN. Nope, I'm not going to break. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Talk about the Penguins tickets. Yeah, CSPN Pittsburgh, where your Penguins play. We have to do it again? We're doing it again. Brother, again? We're, we're in a competition here. We we have got to do more reads than every other talent in this building. More than Tall Kathy, more than Randy Bauman, more than Bill Crawford, more than Michelle Michaels, more than... Stacy on the axe, oh, more than all of them. More than all of them. More than Madden. Do you want to win? If I can't do the show my own way, I don't want to do the show. I'm no, not going dude, to break until you talk no, about the No, your way tickets. of doing the show is that if we do more reads than all these other Yahoos yeah. in this building, we get tickets to a Pens game of our oh. choice in a suite. For well, us and friends. make with the reads. Well, we should probably go to a theme night. Yeah, like 70s night. Yeah, 70s night. It's on October 16th against the Avs. Or we could go to Pittsburgh night against the Minnesota Wild on January 14th. You know what I could use? Tell me. Star Wars night. Let me tell you, Brian. Star Wars night's December 10th. It's cold. It's snowy. It's like hot. Hey, AB got cryogenically frozen like Han. We can roll with it. Bobblehead nights. Hey, don't forget Wookiees, Jawas, and Selenia. She's in there dressed like Princess Leia with weird buns on her head. Silly. <laughs> Poppy Annie. Yeah. We're all going. <laughs> Plus, bobbleheads are back. Dan Potash dressing up like Chewbacca. <laughs> I, I, I got on good authority that he's going as a Jawa this year. Jim Rutherford bobblehead, November 19th. Mike Lane bobblehead, 
October 8th, get all your tickets at PittsburghPenguins.com. Overall, 22 promotional giveaways and theme nights. PittsburghPenguins.com! Buy them. Buy them now. Hottest take of the day, other crap. Three stars of the show next, right? Right? Yeah, right. You can go yeah there. you're right. Right, right. ESPN mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Get the whole family ready to step into that famous back-to-school feeling with famous footwears, buy one, get one half off. It's a sin that's written in the Bible. Don't you understand? On ESPN Pittsburgh <laughs> and the iHeartRadio app. I mean, maybe Mendenhall on the sidelines is distracted by Antonio Brown and his malarkey that he doesn't focus on the football game, and he fumbles the ball, and we lose to the Packers. Good job, baby. I was trying to follow to drop malarkey. Everybody was Antonio Brown arrived at Raiders camp today and said it's been tough with him battling through adversity. You know, the adversity that he created by shoving his feet into a cryo chamber without any protection. You know, the adversity that he caused by getting after the National Football League in grievance form for not being allowed to wear the helmet that he wanted to wear. Yeah, that adversity. It's been real hard, buddy. When you bring stuff upon yourself, I find the sympathy harder and harder to give. Like, if I screw up at work, I'm not going to feel bad for myself. Like, you mess up, you mess up. Like, that's just the reality. Antonio Brown's messed up. You don't make excuses. He should have been there the entire... Nothing should have happened! None of it should have happened! I'm about to dive into a take. It doesn't matter. Nothing should have happened. Like you should, he should have just been there without, with regular feet and with a different helmet, and that's it. Every other player in the league showed up with normal feet without different helmets. Period. It's time for the hottest take of the day. I'm not going to play it. Mother trucker. Dude, you know better. I'm refusing to do it. Can you do the read then? We just talked about it. I this. mean, you do the read we then. We just I mean... talked about this, Crowley. Are you kidding me? Hey, everybody, Penguins tickets are on sale. Get out of here. When did that happen? I'm telling you, it happened already. It's happening now. They're you can on go sale? To, you go to penguins.com and you can pick up tickets for a bunch of theme nights. Theme nights like Star Wars night, oh, maybe? Yeah, oh, yeah, or maybe a little 70s oh, night. Get your boogie nights on. 70s, all right. A little Pittsburgh that. night, maybe some Permanis, some Donnie Iris. Oh, there will be some Permanis at the Pittsburgh night, I can oh, tell yeah. you that much. And then you got the heavy hitters coming to town, like always, Brian. You got your Ovechkin. Yes. You got your Flyers coming to town, Claude Giroux. Hate those guys. Oh, I hate them. But you also got you guys like Connor McDavid, hate second that guy. best player in the second world coming best. in. Yep. We got, got the, the defending cup champion, St. Louis Blues. And as a bonus, if you buy these tickets, you'll find out when Flurry makes his return to Pittsburgh. You won't know unless you go to PittsburghPenguins.com and buy these tickets right now. It's so many great promotions. Worth it right now. You buy them now, surprise yourself later. You're like, oh my God, I bought tickets. I don't even remember. PittsburghPenguins.com, go ahead, do it. Oh, look at you. Oh, now you're back? Uh, yeah. I got to get credit yeah, for yeah. it. I mean, I got to chime in at the end. He is the crown, man. At PittsburghPenguins.com. You do the heavy lifting and you come and in for the accolades. Seriously. I get it. I got a Penguins take for you tomorrow, too. It's going to burn your face right off. Wait. Does it have to do with tickets being sold? I mean, I'll slap it on the end, no doubt. 
They got to win. There will be it. If we read the most out of anybody in the cluster, we get a free suite for all of us to go to and watch Penguins game. I'm not even going to go. Take a homeless guy. I just want to beat everybody else. Well, we it's not implied that you're going. We, oh. we get to choose. Oh. Oh. We'll have spaces. It's limited space. Oh. Employee of the month gets to go. We haven't had that for years. Yeah, that, where's the emails been? It's time for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> it's time for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> day, day, day. <laughs> the office is tied with Parks and Rec for being the funniest show that, I've ever seen. That it is came a, back. Look, is is this your take or are you reading a poll? No, my take is that they're tied, but the poll says that The Office got 73% of the votes as being the better show. Oh, you, you were misleading there. You and the poll are both wrong. I thought, what? Yeah, you were misleading there. You're yeah. both going Parks? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Parks, yeah. Oh, man. thousand percent. I'd lean to The Office. And I'm a yeah. convert, because like, I started strong with yeah, The Office. Yeah, me too. And then watched Parks and Rec after the fact. Yeah. Parks and Rec, totally overrated. They're not, not even chance. tied, not even close to tied. In fact, 73% of me likes The Office, and 24-7% of me dislikes it. Not a chance. Like, when you're doing that little alligator sign, like yeah. in math class as a kid, yeah. like, the alligator's eating Parks it, and Rec every time. Rack. Yeah, that's every the time. That sign, yeah. It's a better meal for the alligator. Yeah. Yeah, you're both wrong. That was the hottest take of the day. It's now time for other crap, which is where we go around in a circle and we talk about things we haven't yet talked about on today's here radio program. Woo! Other crap. So pro soccer player Adil Rami hmm. was dumped earlier this year by Pam Anderson. That's a tough break. Wait, right? she's still she's that brought still around. Oh, she's still around. She's still uh, dating. Hepatitis she's still C you later, buddy. Soccer what the hell stars. happened to her? Well, I can tell you that she dumped uh, okay. Adil Rami. That's what happened to her. So she dumped him. So that's tough for uh, World Cup winner Rami. He was on the uh, French team. But things got a lot worse for him recently. Hepatitis. He was playing for, <laughs> he was playing for the club team Marcel in France. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Definitely am not. And he was out on injury time. So he wasn't with the current team. And he finally saw the tape with Tommy Lee. No. Oh. But his his coach and his owner saw him on reality TV competing in a Jello wrestling match when he was supposed to be rehabbing his injuries. They cut him. Oh, that's like an A B of like the French soccer league. <laughs> I'm out on injury time, but I'm gonna go Jello wrestle on reality TV. That, I'd almost put that more in a Lev camp. Like that's almost yes. more Lev than A B. Oh, interesting. You think so? Like, interesting diagnosis. Because you've got. The Jello, which he definitely likes things that jiggle, which was apparent in that stripper's ass. Um, so I'm thinking maybe that's. I wouldn't put it past either of them, Tom, and I'm not trying to poo poo on your story, but I, I think m- maybe it would be Lev Bell in there. I think so. Woo! Other crap. Bill Cosby likes Jello, too. Is that your other crap? No. <laughs> Pudding pops. Hit the sounder. Rudy. Woo! Other crap. I'm going to read a headline here. Okay. And it's from this century. Oh. It's not from an old one. Small brothers leave path of destruction in Bavarian village. 
That's from an old century. It is not. It's from this century. Well, listen to this. German police say two little brothers left a path of destruction in their Bavarian village after running away from home. Spokesman Alexander Horn said Tuesday that the four- and six-year-old boys from Kumblach ran away. They burnt stuff. They they like got a little hairspray thing and they a lighter, and they fired it into a barn and lit the barn on fire. They found white paint. They started painting houses. They were wrecking fences. They went on an absolute rampage in this town. And it ended up, it's going to cost them 16,780 lira. That's going to their parents. They get the bill for that. So two little kids, four and six. If you could go back in time and kill baby Hitler, would you do it? I think we might have another opportunity here. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're looking at region and we're looking at actions. I'm not telling people to do anything, but if you want to change history, that might be the place to look. Woo! Don't don't do anything you hear on this program is not serious. Don't try to kill any German kids. It is National Left-Handed Persons Day. That's me. So, Brian, what are you going to do tonight to celebrate? I am going to use my right hand. <laughs> it's now time for the three stars of the show. It's like a new woman. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show. Shut. Also, side note, can we stop saying shut? It's really starting to scare me back here. <laughs> I thought about that too, Tom. You said shut the first time, and oh. I thought, oh my oh. God, i got to drop that. That was actually the closest it's come to yeah, not being the right so. word That's right the there. first time I got a little pucker. Yeah, be careful there, on Tom. my shot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just be careful is all I'm saying. No, I'm the one jumping in to tell you to be careful with your shot. The reality <laughs> is... Shut up. <laughs> Tom, if I, I must say, best uh, shut I've ever puckered. So, I appreciate that Thank from you. you. Second star. Tonight's second star of the show, adversity. You know what's not adversity? Oh, this little piggy's frozen. Like, that ain't adversity. This little piggy is frozen because it got frostbite because I'm a moron. This little piggy went to the top of Everest and now is a black face <laughs> because got frostbite. Oh, adversity. Oh, it's been so hard. Oh, my God. It's like a woman. Oh, I, I, yeah, my relationship. Oh, it's been really tough with Pat. Well, what happened? Oh, I effed my yoga instructor. <laughs> They've been a really hard journey for you. Really a big speed bump in our relationship. How's therapy there? going? Well, pretty good. I boned him, too. Yeah. All I can do now is just put one foot in front of the other and hope for the best. <laughs> Second star. Or first star. Where are we at? Where first star. Tonight's first star of the show, pepperoni nipples versus webbed feet. I bet you Field Gates has pepperoni nipples, though. Why would you think that? I, I look don't, him in the eye and I no, think I'm pepperoni cur- nips. I'm don't curious. ruin Field for me. Oh, Field's got eight abs that you can clearly see defined underneath those pepperoni nips, but he's got to have a flaw, right? Look, I mean, let's let's look at it this way. I mean, one man's pepperoni nipple trash is another man's pepperoni nipple treasure, <laughs> you know? It. Amen. So, I mean, let's not judge pepperoni nipples. How do we go here again? What was that movie that was filmed in Pittsburgh about the really hot chick? She's out of my league. She's out of my league. Pepperoni. She had she had pepperoni. wet toes. No, no, pepperoni <laughs> <laughs> All right, I thought that's where we were going. That was a natural destination. 
We're talking about pepperoni nipples, and you bring up some chick in a Pittsburgh, and you go, toes? She had pepperoni nipples. How do you do toes? What? Sausage toes, at least. Like, yeah. I don't know. Web Let's keep toes? it the pizza thing. She had webbed toes, is all I'm saying. She had a flaw. Field Yates' flaws, pepperoni nips. But if you want to go pepperoni nips, Heather Graham in The Hangover. It's a highbrow show we're bringing to you daily from 4 o'clock until 7 here on ESPN Pittsburgh. Tomorrow on the program, Rocky Blyer. Even though he hasn't been confirmed for tomorrow, I am telling Tom to get Rocky Blyer for tomorrow. He's going to come on with us at some point, but I'm telling you, get him on for tomorrow. I have it planned out that we're talking to Blyer tomorrow. You got it right there, 520. So I have questions for Rocky Blyer at 520 tomorrow, whether he's on the other end of that line or not. Yeah, I will talk to anybody, but it better be Rocky Blyer at 520. I'm going to ask questions about being a veteran and a former Steeler. It better be a veteran former Steeler on the other end of it. Steelers play this weekend. Don't know why I said it. (laughs) Henderson Brothers is on your team. When you face tough odds, we'll have your back. For 100%.